0: Welcome to uh, Isabel's Global Conscious Wellness, leaders around the world. We are your hosts.
1: I'm Dr. Isabel.
0: And I'm Dr. June.
1: And then to achieve the best version of yourself, we need to uncover ourselves stories. We have the power within ourselves to do and be what we want to be. And then Cordelia Kafar is here with us. She is just an amazing human being, amazing woman. And I would like to ask you if you could please share all this amazing bio. She has a lot of information that is is easier and is better actually if she tells us her story and how she became what she is right now.
2: Well, thank you, Dr. Isabel and Dr. June, for having me first and foremost, this is really great. I'm so excited about your project and your work together. So um, I'm happy to be here. me, I, I'm going to tell you backwards, right? So what I don't want people to know about me is that once upon a time, I suffered with postpartum depression, which mm-hmm. led me to be who I am today. And uh, through that struggle 18 years ago with my second child, I found out that a couple of things. I disassociated, disassociated from my body and that um, I could heal myself with food. And so that led me into my studies on both emotional wellness using food. And so I've written several books now, three co-authored, three solo, and I have a fourth solo coming out. And the process of starting my business five years ago, I created a program called Replenish Me, which used to be the name of my podcast, which I won podcast host of the year last year. And um Mm I, and I forgot to mention. With thank you, with the books that most of them have been bestsellers, and one of them is uh, my co-author's is even Oprah Winfrey. So, um, but my biggest brag is I have six kids that I've been homeschooling when I left corporate uh, wow. sixteen years ago. So well, that's I me mean in a that nutshell. <laughs> that's amazing. Very yeah.
0: impressive. Even one is a little struggle. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: Something amazing. So
1: what is it that you um, concentrate on? I know you specialize in emotions and especially your darkest and most difficult emotions. So what's your approach, what's your protocol to advise and coach people regarding the emotions?
2: Right, I mean, most of the time people don't come to you and say, you know, I'm struggling with my emotions, right? Because we're running away from them all the time, we have to put on that. You have to put on this, right? (laughs) So so what I help people with is whatever they tell me their problem is, right? Oh, you know, I'm not doing well at work right now. I'm not, you know, liking my job. They feel some disconnection with their inner and their outer self. And they're more attracted to my, let's build a system of self-nurturing, replenish me bit, right? But once we get under the hood, that's when you know I can you know we discover what the real problem is, and that's how I help them.
0: Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So that's well said. So people don't want to show up. You not necessarily they want to tell you from the beginning. You know what kind of emotion you are suffering. So I think that as a coach, as a strategist, you know to navigate that emotion to kind of really get in touch with the core. That's that's where I think your genius also shines, right, from your experience.
2: Right. Yeah. So that's, you're right, Dr. June. So that's like when I'll ask them, okay, so where do, where do you feel that in your body? And then they'll say, oh, you know, my, my back, you know, I really have this reoccurring back pain or my shoulders hurt or, you know, my hips or my knees hurt. And then I, you know, I'll ask them more probing questions, but just between you and me, here's the deal with that. Okay. So like, (laughs) if your back is hurting, that means you're dealing with lots of disappointment in your life. And um, so that's the energy center for that. If your hips are hurting, this is like where you're repressing repressing the uh, issues within your intimate relationships, and you feel abandoned, most often, your shoulders, you're taking on other people's stuff. And um, so that's what they're really saying.
1: Correct. That's true. So there is a correlation between the emotions that they're having and the symptoms. Yeah. And it can go deep uh, from, like, ages, like, or years, and even from from past, uh, uh, like, the uh, big generations, from the mother, the ancestors. Right. It's printed yeah. in their DNA, basically.
2: Yeah, that's so true. And, and a lot of people ignore that. You know, we know, like, from psychology that 30% of our personality comes from our DNA. But you know, and we have that 70% that is controllable, right? Um, but that DNA at the root cause sometimes can be the triggers that we don't even understand why we are not coping with life the way we would like to, why we get angry about something that, you know, shouldn't make us angry or something that, you know, is doesn't seem so tragic. We get really sad about it. Yeah.
0: So from the... From the, uh, your experience working with the many clients, have you uh, got into the questions of, you know, beyond their uh, what they're dealing with, you know, asking for their history from their parents and grandparents? Have you had the type of, uh, you know, many um, example that people dealing with emotion that carry on the generations?
2: Yeah, I mean, as you're asking that question, one person comes to mind, you know, originally uh, she was, She was a manager at a bank, and she's just having problems getting um, her staff to cooperate, right? But then we dug a little bit deeper. She had issues in her personal relationship. And then even deeper, she uh, observed something with her parents' marriage, you know, and there was a very um, particular event when she happened, like five, six years old, and she has been carrying that into every relationship, whether it was personal or business. Mm-hmm. So these are the kind of things that people don't really pay attention to and they don't know. But when I asked her, where do you feel that in your body? She actually was seeing a physical therapist for her shoulder and um, she had digestive uh, problems. Oh,
1: that's yeah. very interesting. So it was a big shock. For her what she experienced when she was five. So that's very interesting because what we have learned with epigenetics is whatever happened to us up to age seven it's it creates a really big impact in our subconscious mind and then what we have seen with science it's research and scientists they have discovered that 90 percent of what we are doing day to day it's From the past. So we're basically kind of repeating the story. And if there is something in the subconscious, we only have 5% of what we think about our thoughts are conscious, correct? And then 95% are subconscious. So if there is something that happened during those seven years of life or even during just the last trimester of gestation, it can mark the future like 20, 30, 40 years down the road. You can start experiencing some symptoms, just like the shoulder.
2: And yeah. That case. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally saw that in her. And um, definitely, she was on autopilot for about 40 years, mm-hmm. clearly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And most people are, I think, unconscious about those things, right? So then, by the time they realize that all the patterns have developed through their work, through the relationship, so, and then they were, they're screaming, I need help but they can verbalize what's wrong with them, <laughs> right? Yeah,
2: exactly. Like what I was saying at the beginning, They no one ever says to you, like, I need help with this, because they don't even know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And they don't relate the, the emotions and the symptoms, the physical symptoms. Mm-hmm. So they go through chiropractor, they go to the general doctor, they go massage. and see a massage therapist, <laughs> physical therapist. And nobody can help them because the problem is, is deeper. The root of the cause is not in the physical body. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just amazing. I'm very curious about your book with uh, Oprah Winfrey. How was that experience working with her?
2: Oh, I didn't work directly with her. We were, you know, I was selected amongst mm-hmm. a, a pool of, you know, really dynamic women. So I, I wish I could say I met her personally, but no. I didn't but
1: were
2: um, energetically with her. Energetically <laughs> with her. <laughs> yes, energetically, yeah. And and if you actually read the book, that is very true. Like um on a vibrational level, our messages are just like really one mm-hmm. uh side of the other coin, really. Like if as you go through the book, so it's, when it says the subtitle is a uh, women who positively impact the world, like for for real, it definitely is. We have our own specialties. In that book, I spoke on grief, oh. right? And I talk about the presentation of grief. And um, for me, I was uh, in shock, actually, for 20 years. My, mm-hmm. my dad died when, like, half my life ago, we'll just say, right? And then um, I realized just only three years ago, like, around this time of year when it was his birthday, and I was just starting to tell my kids, "Oh, you know, you you know, today is your grandfather's birthday." And then it was just like I shut down for three weeks, oh. and like to the point that I ended up going to the doctor because I had I thought I had bronchitis. So mm-hmm. as I researched about grief, you know, this is how it presents. It's like a you know it it's a congestion in your heart, right, and your lungs. Mm-hmm. And but I was all clear, clear. I didn't have uh, bronchitis, so. In the end, for that story, I just really realized, I I remembered one specific incident when we were really having a heart-to-heart right when I was starting my career. And um, he gave me a really good hug. And I just remembered that moment. And I leaned into that hug. And it was almost like, (sighs) I like coughed Mm. and like like, um, my everything came back to life again, you know, so... So that I was tell, a
1: healing moment, exactly. Yeah, it
2: was really a healing moment, and it was an aha moment also. So now when I deal with people dealing with grief, and there's a lot of people dealing with a, di- a lot of different kinds of grief right now, not necessarily the loss of another human being, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just tell them to lean into the loving and the deep meaning of that, um, and that's what will bring you back to center, focusing on the wisdom and the love of that you know, relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yes, according to traditional Chinese medicine, the grief and sadness it's just centered on the mainly on the lungs, on that heart chakra area. Mm-hmm. So it can experience people can experience signs symptoms of bronchitis, uh, uh, pneumonia, mm-hmm. or chest pain, and that's because of all this energetic or this um, blockage of your energy. Mm-hmm. So then all this just gets stagnant in that area
0: and also that you know it is uh, in, you know, between the lung and also area of the heart right so the, in the chakra system that's you know area of the heart chakra so the broken heart when you break the relationship whether the any type of relationship so then to missing that relationship that can create this contracting energy right yeah. that can go into the heart and lung mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, <laughs> i was just going to say in the Tib tradition which isn't very far from the the China, traditional Chinese medicine, it is um, the same thing. It's like our hearts move towards the left, right? And when there's a sense of loss, we just to increase our love and gratitude uh, to overcome that depression or that loss. We um, really focus more on the higher power and the source of you know of that connection, and not so much the Physical attachment, right? It's a detachment from the physical and more of an attachment to the spiritual.